0: Well, good morning. Aren't you lucky. I just recorded, well, no, I just spoke for 20 minutes and wasn't recording. But I guess the good news is is I said it was going to be short, but 20 minutes is not short, so. Okay. I've been complaining a lot about all the mistranslations in Buddhism. Right? sought the Greek phrenesis, acquired knowledge. That's not sati or mindfulness, that's uh, Um koinonia in Greek, um, faith in English, uh, fides, uh, trust, uh, doubt, all this stuff that I've talked about, but it's not just Buddhism. So let me give you a little insight. So um, this past weekend I was at a, um, I was able, lucky enough to attend um, a reading group of Zarathustra. And, um, just a long story short, big fan of Nietzsche's Zarathustra. It was meant to to teach us how to solve some of our problems that we're dealing with. Uh, Even today, actually, it's very apropos. Um, yeah, um, long story short, in the last 20 years, I'd say maybe two new translations. So in total, in the last 150 years, there's only been, what, maybe six translations, many of them working from poor translations possibly, but that might be hearsay. So, I, like many others, I guess have moved to reading the English and German together. I've mentioned this before. Um, I like to do that with the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapada. I like to read it uh, with the Sanskrit or the Pali. Uh, with the English, I uh, like Chriyi, the, the Chinese, uh, Chan, uh, Gentai, uh, Patriarch, the idea Um, of having the Chinese and the English, uh, like the Zen Sutra 620 that I'm currently uh, working on translating. I'm thinking of making them uh, kind of facing or paragraph by paragraph, uh, the Chinese and the English and, well, some Sanskrit in there, just for better context. Why? Because I think it's important. If you don't get it right, you can really ruin it. And I'll give you an example with Nietzsche. So the book club had just begun, obviously, or it was an impromptu book club, I'm not sure. So they were only reading the prologue, just the beginning. So this is when Nietzsche comes down off the mountain, tries to share his ideas with the, the people in the marketplace. So at the end of the prologue, it ends with, uh, thus began Zarathustra's downgoing. Right? So if you read the back of the book, you get an understanding. Right. They talk about Uber and Unter as being over and under. Um, unter um, being this down... So, Untergang would be this down-going, uber-mensch being, um, right, uh, the overman. Uh, I would translate it maybe as, um, uh, like our ultimate, uber-ultimate mensch, as not so much just a man, but kind of like the Satvic idea of, uh, ultimate form. So think of it like, uh, ultimate zenith, right, the maximum that a human can be. Nietzsche meant this to be a template for us to achieve, um, I mean, um, to strive for not to achieve, Uh, we were to overcome man, um, right, to prevent the last man from taking hold, that's where we are today, just apathy, they've given up completely, but as I said, usually the prologue ends with, um, thus began Zarathustra's down going, but the problem is, the notes talk about Uber and Unter and all these different talking about how it's 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 got multiple meanings right it's uh, degrading oneself it's going down like off the mountain it's also um, um reducing oneself or it's um what, what would you call that um debasing oneself or what have you but in this case the actual translation is wrong because it it's actually intergung that the word was used so thus begun began Zarathustra's Inthergang. So that's not down going, right? The reason why I mention this is, yeah, there's only been a couple translations of the newer translations of the Zarathustra in the last 20 years. But in the last 20 years, there's also been a very famous book out of Germany, but known the world over. It's, it's meme culture, too. Uh, it's called The Downfall. It's the last days of a gentleman in Germany in the 40s. It's uh, called uh, Das Untergang, right? So the downgoing, the downfall, the downfall, Untergang. So with that in mind, I don't understand how someone has gone and translated Intergang as Downgoing. Intergang is very clearly, if you were to check, more of an intercourse, Now, the reason why I think they had notes about unter and uber, and they didn't mention inter, because they'd explain what gong meant, right? By talking about uber and... And in English, we use the term inter, so it makes sense to me that there was no need to explain. If we've explained what uber gong... Uh well, no, uh, Ubermensch, but I mean you would understand what Ubergang would mean it would be an ultimate path, arguably, which would fit as well, right? Because that's what Zarathusra was trying to teach was the Ubergang. This ultimate path, this this higher path. So it's it was actually thus began Zarathusra's intergong. Right? Not not down-going, but yet an intercourse or his discussion or or the beginning of his attempt to learn how to teach this. Not unlike Buddha in the same place. The Buddha had traveled India for six years and found all of these monks, medicants, aesthetics, wanting because their practice didn't achieve the succor that he was looking for. So when he almost died or passed out from from, from uh, lack of, of sustenance. Um, a young lady uh, gave him some food and he vowed to sit under a nearby tree. He vowed to sit there until he achieved his goal of of uh, an ubergang, if you will, a path, a middle path, Madhyamaka, a maga, a path, that um the Madhimaka maga, the Satipatipati Satipati if you will, right, this mind training, this awareness practice. But I digress. He vowed to sit under this tree until he achieved this awareness, this understanding, this this um practice to to heal and help people. So He said, I'm going to sit here until I achieve it. 30 days it took him. Some hard slogging, supposedly. But at the end of the 30 days, um, the Buddha realized that who's going to listen to this simple truth that we cause our own suffering and we are also the, the solution. It's far too simple, yet far, far too complicated to implement. Not understand. And yet, he still doubted that anyone would listen. So he had to be uh, impeached by... By Brahma. Please, please, even if one person will listen. It's worth it. So no different here, this idea that... In Zabathusra he'd actually been kind of um, dismissed or uh, discouraged by his first interaction with the people. So thus, this is not simply his down-going from the mountain or going in to people from his hermitage, that sort of down-going. It's much more an intercourse, this idea that he was going to go amongst the people, like a bodhisattva, someone... Who has achieved a modicum of enlightenment, but has vowed to remain amongst the suffering, to lead them to their, their awareness, their fulfillment. And this is what Zarathustra is looking to do. So, long story short, I find it funny that you'll see this. If you go ahead and take a look, you'll see that just about every translation. There's a couple of the new ones that are, are starting to get closer, like um, in the meaning. But that doesn't change the fact that there are how many versions out there and the most common one that I'm quoting or well, the most commonly used to teach is the worst culprit for this. So they're teaching these kids that he, you know, thus began his downgoing. I mean, right away, it's it's uh, it's expecting failure if you're going to translate it as downgoing. The intergong, I think, is a much much more beautiful translation in that it gets across this idea of intercourse, right he's discussing he's talking, he's trying to figure out how to share this idea, but he's actually you know in the midst. What was it I said before um i mean he oh yes, I mean if you understand this, he said this before, or he said this later in the book that if you're gonna if you're gonna harm a, a hermit, you might as well kill him, and this idea that he wrote that all great uh, truths, all new truths, all ideas, new, new, um, transformational ideas, are are created away from the marketplace because the marketplace denatures all ideas. So he says, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna chastise this hermit, um, you might as well kill him because if this hermit has left his hermitage, it's likely what he we're getting at here. This archetype of someone who's gone away to try to figure out a solution or to improve, and then coming back. I mean, I'll quote, um, not quote, but I'll point to a recent book that came out called Tribe. It was written by a journalist who was embedded with soldiers. And he says, upon return uh, from combat, he feels that uh, soldiers are... Um, Traumatized as much by society Either because They don't understand what they went through Or they minimize it Or for whatever reason That society He gave a number of different reasons Um, Society is the cause Of so much of their trauma right? So this again Is an illusion That so often The hermit is traumatized by the society And that Disenfranchisement has them go away and, and and formulate new ideas, not just for oneself, but ideas that will actually help others. I mean, think of W. E. B. Du Bois. He wrote um, the Souls of the Black Folk, but he wrote it for the Irishman and the Hungarian and all the disenfranchised folk who suffered from this idea of a double consciousness, that people saw them one way but they knew themselves to be another, right? Robbing them of their agency and their authenticity because they felt them to be a threat or lesser than, right? This is what Nietzsche was trying to get across here, that the majority is always wrong, so we must be open to those outside the clique, right? The status quo, I've mentioned this before, is an interesting word if you go and look. And what it means, it makes perfect sense why uh, change is so verboten, uh, so unwanted. unwanted, Because it it speaks to the philosophy of time. The reason why future is so uncertain and so scary is because of the entropy. Because we've used narrative theory to define our past, right? There's no questions left. There are, there really are, um, because of um, misperceptions, because of um, honestly uh, chosen um, um, beliefs, um, you know, repressed memories, um, maladapted, uh, you know, I mean, I was talking to a young gentleman who said, um, he was wondering if it was possible to be traumatized, even if you don't quite remember the experience. The example he used was um, when he was young, he was stabbed. Um, he was out, you know, as a kid, you know, in a bar in, in England. And he was drinking, so he was drunk. He didn't quite remember everything, but he got stabbed. And he was in the hospital. He did remember that. And then the uh, you know, police talking to him and the doctors and the nurses. <clears throat> and I said, yes, I do believe so. If, if, if nothing, it would have been possibly because of all the nurses maybe you know um, oh my god you're okay Uh, you know you could have been killed and all that might have um, produced this narrative theory that that led to trauma and lo and behold he said he was in um, town one day and and he was close to someone who got mugged and that alone re-traumatized him just the experience of witnessing a mugging Uh, and so this is the teaching Right, that if we can get to a point um, where we can understand that memories are important, they define um, our cognition as much as our imagination, maybe more. But the problem is, is when the memories define our experience today, that's the maladapted idea. If you experience a memory today as powerfully as you would. Um, you know, a reality experience. That's what we would call trauma. Trauma from the German word traum, dream. So what you need to do is recontextualize these experiences. And this is kind of what we're talking about here. Zabathrus was trying to explain to people that not unlike the camel with these... um, Rituals and ideas and conventions and norms that uh, we're told to believe. The same can be said for trauma. That trauma is like a camel that we carry about. And we need to become like the lion to tear down all of these maladapted uh, um, reactions and beliefs and understandings. So that's why we need to apply a similar type of narrative theory Uh, not just to you know, what we're going through that you can apply meaning this way in the present but more importantly to the past right, because if we don't apply it properly then we're not actually operating in good faith because, I mean, if we're not remembering our experiences properly we're not um, being led by this data by this um, understanding right? I've mentioned it before, the mind being a predictive engine this uh, this idea that the mind is there to to give us a little insight so we're not just guessing give us a little insight based on memory, imagination and cognition what are, are, are the results of our actions might be but I remind everyone the real takeaway here is you can't be certain Right? there's no absolutes but more importantly you have to operate on trust because you can't know the results of all of your actions because you can't know the source of all things. So the, the the goal here, and this is what Nietzsche was trying to teach, is don't operate like a pseudo uh, man or a, 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 a based on what others think you should do or what you've been told you think you should do. You need to carve for yourself what you know to be true, right? Once that lion has torn asunder all of these prejudices, you can then create for yourself a new future, become the child. Who sees truly, without bias, without um, judgment, right? As Nietzsche said, "Let let there come a day when only the judged be judged, and the rest of us left to our own accord." I guess. <laughs> but anyways, that's just what I want to share. Um, I found it funny that uh, still to this day, um, this uh, philosophy grad is translating intergung as "down going." instead of understanding with all the tools we have today instead of understanding that it is no, thus began his intercourse right? and it's not a simple allusion to it's not just when he was going down from the mountain because the intercourse was the beginning even my experience right? thus began uh, my intergong when I started to try to figure out for myself what all of this meant why I was studying uh, the philosophy and trying to implement a lot of these practices, not to just become knowledgeable on them, but to actually try them and test them, vet them and and parse them, really get an idea of what works, what doesn't work. Well, that's where I'm at now. So um, the the Dunning-Kruger effect, um, my the the line starts you start to learn you start to think you you know a lot as you progress and realize how much there really is to know then you start to doubt your skill or your knowledge eventually your skill or knowledge starts to increase and as does your confidence but there comes a point nowadays or as Nietzsche said, there's far too many people who have far too little of everything and far too much of one thing. I think this over-specialization is what's destroying so much of what we love, this idea that they've lost perspective. Right, But on that, look at that. Jeez, another 20 minutes. If only I could uh, save some of these little chats that I'll, uh, I'll just ramble off to the wife or times that I forget to hit record. Probably a couple hundred extra hours. Now we just have to find an audience greater than a few hundred. Well, on that, have an awesome day.